Hi everyone and welcome to the 71st episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hey guys. And Spencer. I'm the Pink Ranger. You're the Pink Ranger, you're Amy Jo Johnson. Sure. I thought my name was Spencer Presley, but whatever. No, you are now Amy Jo Johnson. Alright guys, new show nickname. (laughs) I've now now transitioned from Spencer to that guy's Mike Sucks to Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I think that's a good transition. She's pretty famous. Mm. Well, reasonably famous. (laughs) Yeah, she's probably more famous than us. Yeah, I think that's a given. Well, maybe not. You know, we do have quite a lot of listeners. Probably more than her podcast has. Now I'm just jealous. Yeah. The, the Amy Joe Johnson cast. Fantastic. <laughs> so you're going to start up next week, isn't it? The, oh my god! Yeah. Actually, out of all the, out of all the dumb shows I've ever done, that wouldn't be out of my range. <laughs> Power Rangers show would be immense. But anyway, we're not going to talk about parents anymore because it's a Final Fantasy show. Yeah. Yeah, Final Fantasy. You know that game that we play, and um, yeah, it's quite popular. So last episode we had a massive questions episode, so thanks to everyone who sent questions in. We had a blast answering them all. I know Spencer enjoyed answering the questions that he asked himself. I did. I, I asked personally the best question. <laughs> in your humble opinion. Well, the, the question's so nice. <laughs> it was a question so nice, someone asked it twice. Exactly. This episode, because we had so many questions last time, we're not actually going to answer any, any questions, um, but instead we're going to do something that people generally like when we do, and we're going to talk about our experiences when we first encountered a game. Now, I'm not going to announce what game we're going to talk about yet. You've got to wait through until, well, probably about halfway through the show mm-hmm. until we get into that. Daryl, come on, we do, just, tell them, just tell them it's Dirge of Cerberus again. Yeah. Just service again. Just, just, just let them like, prepare for the emotional hey, journey su- they're surprising- about to it's surprising that people actually really like the Dirge of Cerberus segment we did, even yeah. though it's probably one of the worst Final <laughs> Fantasy games in my lifetime. Yeah, called classic. <laughs> that yeah. next lifetime, there, there, there'll be another one. There was one actually a days. surprisingly good story. I'm going to give it that. Mm-hmm. It would have made a great straight to DVD sequel. It, it would have done <laughs> straight to DVD. Actually, you know what? You know what? Just edit that out because Square is going to get that idea and think of re-release. Straight oh, to yeah, DVD, Dirge of Cerberus. HD collection, yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be <laughs> a, a Final Fantasy of... Seven HD collection. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, right, so before we derail anymore, um, this show is actually going to be a two-segment show because we didn't ask a burning question last time. Um, so yeah, there was no burning question segment in this episode. But we do have some news to talk about. There isn't a great deal, but we're going to try and roll with it. Yeah, rolling with the homies. And then we're going to talk about our, our game experience. Mm-hmm. So um, until then, just to remind everyone that this podcast is called Final Fantasy Union and it's part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and TweaksMusic.com. It comes out on the iTunes store and Final Fantasy Union, sorry, blah, and Final Fantasy Union.com with all our latest news coverage. Woo. So speaking about news... Um, this has kind of been rumbling around for a while. Um, rumbling like a storm? Yeah, rumbling like a storm, some might say. <laughs> but um, So Square Enix announced a while ago they were going to have their 25th anniversary event, and um, it's been known for a while that there's going to be a few different panels spread across the two days, and that the first panel is going to be talking about Final Fantasy XIII. Now, the twist here is that Square Enix just released a kind of sub-page on the Final Fantasy Thirteen website called A Storm Gathers, and on there there was text mentioning that the panel was going to be... Well, we already knew that it was going to be with, like, Toriyama and Kitaze and, and the art director, I can't remember his name. 
but they've now mentioned that it's going to be talking about a new direction for Lightning's story, which they're dubbing the Lightning Saga. She's a man. I called it. I'm calling it. Oh, now. come on. It was like this close. <laughs> I know. I'm calling it. Me and it M. Night now. Shyamalan are just like, we were right there with that twist. Yeah. It's just like, boom, <sighs> it's there. It's there. It's out in the open. You know? So, I mean, what do you guys think about this? Do you, do you think that the Square Enix are right to continue it on? I mean, they make reference mm. to the fact that the, the May DLC for Final Fantasy 13 Part 2 ended her storyline but now they're going to talk about more story do you think it's going to be 13 part 3 or spin-off perhaps i think if they did a spin-off they would have to be mental at this <laughs> point so yeah. i mean the logical conclusion is just just do 13 3 you know every you know people are going to love it or they're going to hate it and just kind of take it as is and do your best to wrap everything up in the universe the, the thing that makes me really curious about this is that they're, they're no longer calling it the final fantasy 13 saga yeah. it's the lightning saga See, i thought, I thought the more saga. the more interesting thing is it seems like they're replacing fabula nova crystals with lightning saga like yeah. i brought this up a couple times like that the whole fabula nova thing it, it kind of died out like it they're not going to make anything official but for the most part fabula nova crystal has turned into three games about three different things to three games about three of the same things to be honest, I think um, I'm actually, like, I mean, as as much as I don't necessarily like how much, like, the Final Fantasy thirteen saga, whatever, has been drawn out, um, something about the Lightning Saga actually kind of interests me. I kind of wonder how they're going to take it. Um, maybe if they introduce a different gameplay style, that they don't do it so much as an RPG, maybe they, or, uh, like, traditional like jrpg like dirge server god no but, no they could they could do a sort of platinum games metal gear rising type of thing i think that would be really cool with lightning because i mean you know i kind of wish that final fantasy 13 2 focused more on lightning than it did sarah and i don't think i'm alone in this and thinking that we did expect a lot more of lightning in final fantasy 13 too well i think it's ironic that i mean they build her up as the main character all the through the promotion and mm. like everyone was expecting her to play a massive part exactly. she didn't really but i think the reason why they're including that as part of the lightning saga is really to just boost the stats because they're like oh it's so sold almost 10 million copies this saga and it's like yeah but through only one game and it wasn't really her game anyway yeah it's like calling final fantasy 7 the cloud saga yeah yeah i mean i i actually i don't know out of all the dlc one of the dlc scenarios i kind of hoped they would do in 13 2 was have one that was all about just noel because like mm. noel was like no oh, he like came for like he's not like my favorite character in the whole series and it's nothing to do with the fact that he was from boy meets world that just helps <laughs> no but it's like i don't know like Introducing new characters was fun in the DLC and whatnot, but it would have been fun to just kind of just have it him by himself and like see whether it be I don't know. They never really did any DLC with the different like paradox endings, but it would have been kind of mm. cool like different sort of what if scenarios by himself. Yeah, I mean, I I ended up really liking Noel as a character as well. I don't think um, anyone hated Noel. Yeah, I mean, he's just got something about him. He's kind of like Snow, but better. Yeah. And that's saying a lot, because Snow's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, because, mm. well, I know that, that Snow does have a lot of detractors as well. I, I think, like, his attitude just kind of rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Even though it's supposed to be kind of tongue-in-cheek, people don't see it that way. Whereas Noel was the same thing, but not 
quite he's kind of how snow probably should have been done mm-hmm. like he still has the same arrogance and brashness but he's not like i'm gonna save the world it's like i kind of have to save the world yeah it's my obligation it's not like um, it's not like Snow who seems to just choose to take it upon himself so that he is the hero. Um, Noel's more so like I have no choice. I have to do this. I have to. I have to fight to save the world. Yeah, I think there's definitely. I think um, if they are going to do another game, it should be the game that Thirteen Part Two was. Like having Sarah in there. I know they kind of needed it to glue the two games together. But really, if it was just Lightning and Null, that would have just been fine. I think so too. I think it would have been a lot more interesting if it was just him and him and Lightning. I get well. They like I kind of think about it. They would have had to change like the rules of thirteen to quite a bit though if that was going to happen. Like that yeah. would have been cool. Yeah. But probably probably wouldn't have happened. Although, I mean, it, it's just hard. Because, like, I'm just, like, trying to think of all the different stuff about, like, what Noel could have done. And for some reason in my mind, I just keep thinking, you know, from what I heard, he had a pretty cool grandma. Mm. Although we never heard enough about that grandma. Although then I randomly, sorry, I'm just randomly, like, keep, like, snowballing these ideas. I even had, like, one friend crazy enough think, hey, what if Sarah is his grandma? And he's like, that makes no sense. No. (laughs) But if that was true. That would be pretty weird. I yeah. love people and their conspiracy theories. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I I vote for a lightning saga, but with a different gameplay style. Not Dirge of Cerberus, but like Platinum Games type gameplay. You style. want like action-y kind of like Bayonetta? Yeah. Wait. I think that would be pretty <laughs> What awesome. What if it played just like Bayonetta? Light, lightning's lightning's clothes were made out what of. What if hair. lightning was bayonetta? Ooh. Oh my! God, this would be the best. They actually ever. do kind of look like. I mean, aside from the fact that lightning doesn't really have any curves whatsoever, and um, well, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, I don't know when the last time you've seen Sarah Palin, but she does not look anything like lightning. <laughs> well, I don't know. And lightning doesn't have any hair power. Also, I don't I don't know what lightning you've seen, but the lightning I look at, she's got quite a lot of curve going on. Uh, that's a debate for another time. Yeah, yeah. Another I think time. I think I think we're kind of stopped stuck here due to the whole gender issue. Yes. What yeah, do you mean, I mean the girl didn't notice the curves right away? Get out of here. <laughs> but no, I think um, I wouldn't be opposed to thirteen part three. I think um, what you were alluding to earlier, Spencer, is that if they do it, they'll kind of be crazy because clearly the sales of thirteen part two were a lot less than 13 and i can only imagine if they do 13 part 3 the sales would diminish even more yeah so it's really a case of i mean you look at companies like nice or whatever and they pump out games and they don't get anywhere near the sales that square enix do but they still make profit as long as square enix still make profit on it then i don't see any reason why they shouldn't do it i mean the Mm -hmm. only thing that gets damaged slightly is their reputation but it doesn't seem like they really care about that at this point Ouch! I, th- I think they they try. And they try, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, come on! Like, if they were really that concerned, they wouldn't have done thirteen part two. Like, I, don't, would... I don't think it's that they're concerned for the reputation. I think they have a certain image that they think they need to uphold, and they just need to change that image a bit in their head. Like, it's well, too it's too stern right now. I, well, I mean, like, what I what I kind of meant was that they 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 really don't seem to care that much about the tradition of the company, mm-hmm. like. 
they, they hardly make any RPGs anymore, really. And if they well, do, they're, they're, I mean, most people call them now the IDOS company. Exactly. I mean, like yeah. Final Fantasy for them is more like a, a legacy franchise, not actually one that they they necessarily care about that much. It's like it's the main property that comes out of Japan, even though Dragon Quest sells more. But well, Dragon Quest well, doesn't have Dragon that Quest much of a focus. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. Well, no, it, it's not going very well. Yeah, exactly. Well, Dragon Quest Nine wasn't going very well either, and then it turned out to be the best-selling one ever. Wait, did it sell more than eight? Yeah, Dragon Quest Nine, because it because Dragon Quest Nine sold really well in the West because of the whole heard, marketing campaign. I heard, I heard it didn't sell very DS. well. Uh, whatever, Dragon Quest. That's another game. Whatever. Yeah, it, it's mm. just like it's Square. It's an Enix. It's an Enix game. Yeah. That's how that's how Square Enix treat it. It's an Enix game. <laughs> yeah. But like Final Fantasy, it just seems as though they're going to use it for what they can. Mm. But I don't think they're too concerned about its reputation anymore. Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, they may prove me wrong because, obviously, they've still got more stuff planned and Agni's philosophy may turn into Final Fantasy XV. And if that's the case, it shows that they're kind of going into more serious di- uh, more serious direction, which is what I think that it needs. Because I think that Final Fantasy XIII was just too... It wasn't... Like, the characters tried to be serious, but it ended up not being that serious. Mm-hmm. And Thirteen Part Two. It, it they didn't want it to be they didn't want it to be ten part two but it still was kind of yeah. that we did have costumes so it's hard to kind of it's hard it's hard to separate the two once and the main character was a, a hyperactive young girl yeah, yeah. although it, I it, this is kind of just me though I don't know how you two really feel about it I feel that once thirteen three comes out let versus go on its production schedule let that come out as well and then let's keep supporting fourteen two or a Realm Reborn. Let's not announce any games, though. Like, seriously. They take can't a... help themselves. Well, I know, but yeah. at this point, they have nothing else announced But until 13.3 comes out. Just, like, take a break. Just take a Final Fantasy hiatus, support whatever Versus' development needs the most you can, and then keep on, like, showing, like, sh- keep showing interest for 14, because the fans who like 14, they're they're very dedicated. I have a feeling that they're already developing 15 anyway. I mean, like, it just, they have to be, really. But I do well, not, not, not really. Of, I, I do think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with the to-be-continued ending with 13-2. Well, that was for yeah. the DLC, though. But. The DLC, but then it's also like, you know, there's so much more going on that we don't really know about. So it's like, you know, even though it didn't sell as much, there's still those people out there who are just kind of like, well, we want to know what happened. We want to know, you know how the story ends how is 13 this 13 series supposed to end and so i feel like square enix kind of needs to just finish but they need to finish it they need to finish the 13 series they can't just leave it open-ended that's what they always do i mean seven has still been left open yeah that's true but i guess it just kind of it just kind of makes think what's going to have a more satisfying ending when it comes down to it 13 13 3 i mean or Mass Effect 3. Because I almost feel like at this point, they've kind of been almost exactly opposite hyped up all the games. Mass Effect 1, people were kind of, it's good, but it was meh. A lot of people were like, eh, on the, on the first uh, Final Fantasy 13. And then 2, super awesome. And then everyone, I don't know. They're kind of like counter opposites of each other. But if it ends up being Mass Effect 1 and 2, everyone loved. And 3, they were kind of eh on the ending. But if Final Fantasy 13 kind of goes 1 and 2, people were pretty eh, but it had a lot of support from it. And then 3 just blows it out of the water. That would be really interesting to see. I don't know. 
I think it just they're, they're still kind of struggling to, to um, and maybe Final Fantasy 13 is the game they needed to do to, to try and figure out what their demographic actually is now because they still it's the whole Sonic Syndrome where they have to try and keep two audiences happy because they made that decision to kind of split up and like the hiatus I know it wasn't necessarily the fault but the hiatus between um, like uh, 10 and 12 and then the elongated hiatus between 12 and 13 they split their demographics in two because mm-hmm. you've got the older generation who played all the previous ones and you've got the new generation who've only played the new ones and don't really know anything about the previous ones and they both want different things yeah and I think it's going to be really interesting to see if they can in the future make a game that keeps everyone happy yeah mm. I don't know. I feel like from their, as a business venture, I don't know. I really feel like they have to just kind of consider, you know, maybe leaving us behind. Ouch. I realize, I realize that's like a horrible thing to say, but ultimately our generation, we're getting to the point now where a lot of us are getting jobs. Unless if we're in the games industry, a lot of us are finding it hard to find time in order to play games as lo- as I, as much as we used to, you mm. kind of. But you have to. I, I struggle because I have to play so many. Yeah, most people only true. get like one game and then you play it to death. Yeah, yeah. But you've also got to think like you know, our generation are the ones that really are still buying the games on consoles because the younger generations they might buy like one. But most of the time now, they're mm. pumping their money into the phone games and things like that. No, because remember that one kid we found on YouTube who his parents bought him, like, 20 games for his Christmas. For Christmas. You, th- you, found, you found that video of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I I disagree with that. I think that um, I think that kids are are getting a lot more now. But then should they make what like you know it's a, it's a bigger question but like you know should they carry on making worse games because the younger audience don't have high, as high expectations Maybe It's a it's but a hard like to, it's a hard split of trying to like please both parties but in the end you have to try and please both parties like but whether you like, want to or not But it's also like from a business perspective it's which one is going to actually keep our company afloat like well, it's like uh, many like Mass Effect. Okay, like they've sh- they and uh, like games like Assassin's Creed. They've sh- it's time and time again. It's shown if you make a good game, it will sell. Yeah. So it's not like like the reason why I'm comparing Final Fantasy to Sonic, and that's probably going to make a lot of people cringe because it's kind of getting similar now. I mean, like the, so, uh, Sega made the new Sonic games since Sonic 2006. The games have been pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Hey, Generations and, was amazing. Hey, I'm getting to this. <laughs> okay, I mean... Okay, but, like, the, the whole problem was that they created these these newer games, new style games. The old fans hated them because they knew how crap they were. Yeah. Sega knew how crap they were, but the thing is, they were still selling. So they were like, well... And then the younger generation, like, the kids who are playing them, like, you know, when I'm saying kids, I'm talking about, like, 7 to 10-year-olds. Mm. They don't care what they're playing. Like, you yeah. know, but, like... Then so they had to carry on making them, and then they suddenly started thinking like, well, you know, we're kind of splitting our fan base here. So they they made Sonic Colors, which kind of bridged a bit of ground, and then they made Sonic Generations. But Sonic Generations was good, but it wasn't great. And they've tried to make Sonic uh, Four as well, which just isn't anywhere near as good as Sonic no. Three, which was made like twenty years before it. They're stuck in a bit of a rut. Like honestly, where are they going to go after Generations? Like where? Yeah. Do they I carry mean, on making the, the 3D ones that, like, most people don't like? Well, it was interesting because after they did Generations, it it led to the, like, 
uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 2 was really, uh, it had already been announced at that point, but it got people really excited for it. But then when it got released, people were kind of like, oh, it's pretty much Sonic Hedgehog 4 with a little bit better controls, but not as good as Generations. So and it's still ki- not as good as the originals. Yeah, but yeah. so it's kind of shown, though, I mean, hopefully, like, I wouldn't mind if they did a Generations 2, because if they, like, they could even go on the total opposite. Generations was a best of of all Sonic games. If they took a, like, a kind of ironic look back at all the total like totally bad Sonic games, but kind of like made them play well and were kind of jo- like poking fun at themselves. I feel like that would still work. I feel like what would also work is just revamp. Well, uh, well, that's Sonic Generations, isn't it? But like fully revamping the original Sonics. Less like, chili cheese togs, then. <laughs> it's just you know it. It's a hard. It's a hard thing, but it's kind of like you know that old saying where if it's not broke, don't don't fix it it was just i mean the thing that ruined sonic was the fact that they felt they had to compete with mario yeah um but that's a whole different story and it's nothing to do with final fantasy mm-hmm. yeah so get so out of here big the cat yeah, yeah. so big the cat right so uh enough about final fantasy 13 part 3 perspective we'll actually know more about that on the next episode because the panel will have happened yeah and it may turn out to be absolutely nothing ios mm-hmm. ports yeah so the other new story we have is quite minimal um if you are a fan of Final Fantasy games on the iPhone or Android, then it will appeal to you, maybe. But it's about a game called Final Fantasy Dimensions, which actually came out two years ago in Japan, so it's not even new. Uh, and they're just releasing it now, and it's going to cost $30 for an iPhone game. That's pretty crazy. You see, I didn't know... So it actually came out two years ago in Japan. Was it still called Dimensions? I think so. I don't see. I I remember like when they announced this or like we're showing it off at E3. They kept telling everybody how it's a brand new Final Fantasy game. I mean, it would I wouldn't put it past them to kind of not really trick, but for the most part, like deceive people. But like it actually did come out like in Japan like two years ago. I think so. I mean, I guess let's triangulate. I mean, that's odd though. Oh, but we keep keep going with the new story. That just like blew my mind. Um. Yeah, it came out in Japan September 2010. Weird. Now all it was my called hi- Final now- Fantasy Legends in Japan. Oh, that's this game? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I wonder if they're actually going to add anything to it. That's really weird. Mm. Hmm. I mean, pretty sneaky Square Enix. I mean, the graphics might have been bumped up a little bit because obviously the phones are a bit better now. Um, mm. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that is a bit crazy for. I mean, how long is the game? Like, I don't even know how long... I think it's a decent length. I mean, it's episodic, so I'm assuming it'll probably be, like, around Final Fantasy IV, the after years length. Um, Yeah. mm, Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the whole, like, mobile games and uh, and the fact that they're charging $30 for it. Like, you can get a Vita or flipping DS game, 3DS game, cheaper than that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too keen on the mobile, on the mobile gaming. I mean, I enjoy it, but it ju- it really just depends on. It really just depends on like how the game is handled. Like the way I've seen mm-hmm. it, is it plays pretty much like a normal Final Fantasy, which I enjoy. But it's like it is nothing innova- innovative there. It's like here's yeah, the twenty fi- here's the twenty fifth anniversary. Here's a game that plays like an old Final Fantasy game. Enjoy. I mean, yeah. they even describe it as pretty much Final Fantasy five. <laughs> So, I mean, even if you look at the logo, like, the red guy on the left kind of looks like Bards almost. Yeah, it's not really, yeah, it's, it's, well, anyway, it's just systematic or something else. 
But anyway, so that's pretty much all the news for we have uh, we have for you this episode. Um, hopefully, Square Enix gives us some stuff to talk about from the 25th anniversary celebrations. But if not, we're just going to have to spout more stuff. Yep. Yep. More spouting. Um, as I said earlier, we don't have a burning question segment for this episode, and um, we don't really have a question to ask you yet either, because we don't know what's going to come out of the 25th anniversary celebrations. So um, if you keep uh, your eyes peeled on the website, we'll probably post up a burning question maybe a week or two before the next episode is about to air. So be sure to uh, post your comments in there, and uh, hopefully we'll read yours out on the show next episode. Mm. So, Fingers crossed. I mentioned that we were going to talk about a specific game this episode, but I wasn't going to mention what it was. But I can now announce that we will be talking about our Final Fantasy VIII experiences. Oh, you Yay! tease! I oh, know. I'm such you had a me. Tease. You, you were stringing me along that whole time. I'm so excited. This is my favorite. <laughs> so, um, I guess the where we should start is. Where in your Final Fantasy life did this fit in? Like, was it the first game you played, or was it? Ding Who's going to go first? I I'll guess go. I'll go. Oh, no. okay. No, lady, ladies first. Ladies oh, okay. first. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, well, Final Fantasy VIII was the first game that I saw of Final Fantasy, and it's also the first game that I played. Um, I think I've said this before. I was in my, um, I was in my brother's room, uh, my brother Bobby's room, and um, he was playing Final Fantasy VIII, and it was during the Dalit mission. And um, I just remember seeing this blonde chick with a machine gun shooting at this big tarantula crab-type <laughs> monster. And I was just like, wow, that's pretty interesting. So um, I just, like, left it alone for a while. And I didn't... I don't even think I had a PlayStation at the time. And I guess when I finally got my PlayStation, I was looking at some games in Sam Goody, if you guys remember that store. God, that, that was, brings me back. Oh my gosh, such an awesome store. Such great style in there. Um, anyways, they had um, Final Fantasy VIII in there, and I was just like, well, you know, why don't I just get it? Just, you know, just play through it, see how it is, and all that stuff. And um, so, yeah, then I played through it, and now I'm hooked on Final Fantasy. Thanks, Squall. Yep. Take it away, Spencer. Well, now that I'm finally done with my pizza, this is a perfect segue into how I started with Final Fantasy. Because Final Fantasy VIII was my very first ever Final Fantasy game. I don't know how. I had been dumb all these years and it just ignored them. But um, one fateful or evening after ordering some Pizza Hut for some reason, a PlayStation demo disc came with it. Like, back in the day, like, Pizza Hut would do all these weird promotions where they would give you movies like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Or oh like my some... gosh, are you serious? Oh, That's yeah. Awesome. Pizza, Hut, Pizza Hut did some crazy stuff back in the day. Now they just oh now they just give you $10 pizzas and think yeah. that's a deal. That's so cool. No, so, uh, they, and they would give it, like, demo discs sometimes. And I actually got the demo disc for Final Fantasy VIII that way. And, well, once I was done eating my meal, because I was more hungry than wanting to play Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII, obviously... I uh, checked it out, and I mean, I'd, I'd known about Final Fantasy Elder Scrolls, but I kind of was, I stayed away a bit because I was, it's not that I was really scared, I was more intimidated by putting, committing time into an RPG, mm. like I knew like how long these games were and whatnot, which is odd yeah. for someone in elementary school to say that, because I mean, what else, am I, <laughs> what else am I doing after school? 
But, um, so I finally, uh, I played the demo, and then immediately after, I was like, oh my god, I need to buy this. And then it hit me. Oh, wait, I'm like, however old I am at the time, without a job, oh, I can't buy this. <laughs> never, never mind. And finally, like, it went to the time, because you, like, or at least I guess some some of you kids could have done this. Like, you could have just been like, hey, mom or pop, go get me this game. Uh, <laughs> no, I was I was way too uh, humble to ever do that. Although one day, in, um, if, you, if anyone has any idea what a Bookman's is, who's listening to this, you are awesome. It's this place that sold movies, uh, video games, books, and all other kinds of used stuff. And we were in there one day, and they had a new copy. This was probably about three months after I pl- I'd played the demo, and it had blown my mind. So it still had a lingering effect in there. I saw a new copy of Final Fantasy VIII. For some reason, it was $30 instead of 50 And I begged, begged, begged my dad, and he actually got it for me. And thank God he did, because I probably... I spent about the next week just nonstop playing that game when I wasn't watching Dragon Ball Z and not doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> like that game just pretty much like defined like that year for me just how like how much time I spent with it. It's yeah. like how how like I got so sucked into all the characters and stuff and I got so sucked yeah. into the world and the graphics and like, oh god that music. And I like know, how how much so I good. loved it and well, the weird thing is everyone always likes Squallmore or most people I know always like Squallmore. I loved Laguna like crazy <laughs> just cuz I thought how hilarious he was all the time. Oh my god. My leg. Wait, exactly. Have you, have you heard the Final Fantasy voice messages. Yes. Yeah? With yes, Laguna going <laughs> like do you like uh do you like kittens? I like kittens. I think kittens are wonderful. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. But anyways, oh, yeah, no, yeah, so, I definitely agree with you. Oh yes, and so finally kittens. playing through that all uh, like that that game pretty much like defined like all Final Fantasy games to come where it's like, oh it's pretty good. It's not as good as eight though. I mean Final Fantasy Eight is not my favorite game of all time, but it just stands out all the time of just being so freaking good. Is it your favorite Final Fantasy? It's not. <gasps> it's snot? It's second. Which is your favorite? Is ten. Slash ten two. I include them in the same. Ooh. Yeah. I guess that's sort of mine, except Final Fantasy VIII is my favorite, and Final Fantasy X is my second favorite, probably. I find that, for me, seven is my favorite, but... Ooh, ooh original, Daryl. I hey, know. original. Hey, hey. I eight, know. Eight and ten are my I, equal second for me. I mean, He's I, so mainstream. Uh, yeah. It's disgusting. It's, it's first game syndrome. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it's always first game syndrome, except, I mean... I don't know, something about something about ten just blew, blew my mind also as well when I played it, but mm. to kind of end it, it was like... After finally playing and spending so much time with it, right before Final Fantasy IX came out, I got recommended, like, I've been told by people before, play Final Fantasy VII, play Final Fantasy VII, it's the best, oh my god, it's the best, best, best. Final Fantasy VII is a really good game, and is still fun to play. After seeing, after, like, spending so much time with Eight, and by Eight, everyone knows, it's a much better looking game... It mm-hmm. is. It, it was hard to go back and play like seven, like as dedicated yeah. as I did to eight. Like I made my way through it, but it was like this game kind of looks like a baby Final Fantasy. Yeah, I think that's why yeah. f- where first game syndrome really comes in. Yeah, like, yeah a, that's true. An actual like un, uh, un almost unbiased kind of look. Like it'll like be I like. Even... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I don't know. It's kind of like it'll be like, oh, which one's your favorite kid out of all, all thirteen? Two of these kids you have, Square Enix. He's like, oh, whatever one you played first. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like, um, I, I actually, I think I prefer the 
like pixelated forms over Final Fantasy VII graphics. To be honest, I know, Final Fantasy VII graphics because they were kind of blocky. They do still hold yeah. up. Whereas like eights, I I find eights quite difficult to go back because now, like when, at the time, they looked amazing. But now, when you go back and you try and play eight, it's like mm. have you have you played it upscaled like on a PlayStation Three? I haven't. It actually looks a lot better than if you just kind of played it off of PlayStation normally. I don't know if it would have the same effect or probably be better on a real emulator that's made for upscaling. But, I mean, it it, hold, it holds up a bit. I mean, obviously, it's not going to as much. Although, just as a testament to those 90s, uh, like, PlayStation 1 games, I don't. I, I almost never remember the studio, but the people who did all the CG cutscenes was a studio based off in Texas, like Austin, Texas, that's Square Enix hired. Those still hold up. Like they are so oh, like yeah. still so gorgeous to watch. Oh yeah, like the Final Fantasy VIII graphics in the cutscenes are better than most PS2 games. I know, and but it's like like what did, like epic. what did that studio do? Like at, like you never heard anything else out of them. Mm-mm. Like the only thing I know is that they helped out a bit with Spirits Within, but you don't want that to be the last thing on your remedy like resume. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's you true. Don't. But yeah, like I definitely think that Final Fantasy VIII had like the best opening of all of the Final Fantasies, in my personal opinion. Dude gets his face cut. Yeah. I know. I thought it's that was so, so brutal awesome. as a kid. That was actually probably another part of my Dragon Ball Z mentality coming out. It's like, oh, he's like Yamcha now. <laughs> but it's like the thing I find really, uh, really funny is that like they Sifra gets his face cut too, but they never mention it. Oh yeah, yeah I know. It's like one of those like crappy trivia things. It's like, oh, you know, he got his cut too. Oh, it's it's like a, scars. What is it? it? It's exactly like that scene in the movie The Room. I don't know if you two have ever seen it or seen clips from it. Like, wait, the, you're tearing me apart. The room? N- yes, that room. Oh like, my there's God. a there's a scene in the movie where the mother and the daughter are just talking. He's like, um, talking about boyfriend, talking about boyfriend. By the way, I got the test results back. Oh, what did they say? Well. I have breast cancer, but either way, about your boyfriend. <laughs> like, no big that deal, movie. just cut. Oh, hi. Oh, oh, hi. Oh, hi, Squall. Oh, hi, Squall. But anyway, uh, yes, Final Fantasy VIII was the second game that I played in the series after Final Fantasy VII. Um, so I kind of knew what I was getting into when I played Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, and, but the ironic thing is that I, I got the demo disc, I got the, like, the whole expose magazine that official playstation magazine did but then i had no idea when the game was actually coming out mm. because I, I back in those days like the internet didn't really exist i mean and, if you did um, you were like that that rich kid yeah so yeah. it's like i just remember my friend at school just like saying have you got final fantasy 8 yet and i was like <laughs> well it's not even out yet and he's like yeah it is and i was like no it's not <laughs> he's like well just come to the store with me and you'll see so i just went to the store and i was like oh yeah it's right there how long has it been out for? And he was like, oh, a couple of weeks. Oh, 90s release dates. Yeah, but so like, I got the special edition, which I didn't even know they did special editions back then. But Wait, I just only, got it only for you, Lucky. Yeah, it was like a, you got a Final Fantasy VIII t-shirt and a poster. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you guys still you get still that. Like, that. even with 13.2, like the convention I went to this weekend, they had that special Crystallium edition for 13.2. I almost bought it just for the stuff, and then I looked at the price. Like, we got an $80 collector's edition. You guys got a $300 collector's edition. Oh, my god. My, my special edition was actually the same price as a normal edition. I don't know how that works. Because um, especially back in those Illegal days. copies? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Daryl got his game from off off the back of the truck industry. Yeah, 
The... But back, but it's just weird though because like when you're that age, you just don't think about like I just got it because I wanted the game and like that was the only version they had and I was just like yeah. screw, it, I just want it and I threw like I threw most of it away. I just wanted the game. Eh. <laughs> Why can't I have your trash? <laughs> I would gladly take that I, T-shirt. I gave my I gave the Final Fantasy VIII T-shirt to my dad because like back in those days it was not cool to wear a video game T-shirt. Oh, but it was Whereas cool to give it to your dad. Yeah, well, well, I was just like, whatever, dad, you just wear it and whatever. Because well, he didn't know what Final Fantasy was, and no one in his age group's gonna give a crap. Never <laughs> before in my life have I wanted to be Daryl's father so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, my that's gosh. my story, and I, I played it to death after that. And I'm just thinking now, though, when did I actually have time to play it? Because really, the only yeah. time you can do it is after school. Yeah. But I just remember going on, like, mammoth gaming sessions over the weekend and, like, not coming out of my room for two full days. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, nowadays, nowadays, when I'm playing games, like, really, really hardcore, like, all day, I get, like, so out of it at the end of the day and I'm just wondering like how did I do this when I was a kid like just play a game you just don't even think about day. eating so no. food just goes out the window you don't care about nourishment at all yeah I, I, I've told people many times when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out this isn't even a joke or ex- exaggeration I went four days in a row not eating at all drinking water and tea only <laughs> and I think I went to the bathroom like twice are you oh sure you didn't God. become a Chinese MMO statistic? Um, I don't know, but <laughs> you if, sure you, want free, if you want cheap well goal, just send me a PM and I can hook you up. <laughs> so, um, what do you guys uh, think about who's your favorite character? Because there's quite a few different ones in the game that I, I think stand out on their own. Mm. Laguna. Um, okay, Laguna for you. And for me, um, I don't know. The thinking cap is on. <laughs> the car. Yeah, well, it is hard, because there's, like, a lot of characters who are, like, really, really good in this game. I mean, Zell is funny, but he's not necessarily... You cannot say he's your favorite character. No, he's not my favorite. <laughs> I'd like Selfie. to change mine to him now. <laughs> Irvine was funny. Um, Cypher was really just silly. I'd say I like I liked Adia, to be honest. Hmm. I don't know. She was like so just badass. I like I that was like one of the only like female vi- uh, villains besides Ultimessia that I was like really like scared crapless of because she would just possess people. And it's her fault that we have the school is dead theory. Yes. It's yeah, true. that's a that's such an interesting like little controversy thing. Like wh- I know. I, I swear, like we have to get like the official answer out of it one of these days. Like it's one of those dumb things that companies don't want to comment on till like so long. Like to this day, like it's 2012, we still get Nintendo kind of giving out answers as to things that happened in the original Pokemon game. Like you're not going to sell any more copies of Final Fantasy VIII. Just tell us the real meaning. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's just the whole like ice goes through heart. Yeah. How do you survive that? No one knows. Yeah. But then there's also the, you know, Renoa's Ultimessia type. Oh my god, well, I know. Which is, I think is pretty cool. But, um. So imagine if all this is actually true and you just imagine the writer just sitting at home just going, <laughs> just reading all these conspiracy theories online. <laughs> if For, only forget they Christopher knew. Nolan doing 13 3. He actually got his start with Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, um,. But yeah, I would say I would say definitely Adia is probably one of my favorites. Besides, I mean, Squall, Squall's an a hole. I mean, I wow, love him, but I hate him. The fact that he told Keistus to go talk to a wall was like the meanest thing I think I've ever witnessed any guy do. He was just saving himself for the right woman. 
He, he was. was such a butt. Oh my gosh, he was so mean. Hey, so hey, but hey, he was, hey, he was a pretty cute butthole. Hey, if you're in, if you're in his shoes, like you don't want to be fraternizing with your teacher. But or what do if your you? She's the same age as you. <laughs> she's not. The, she's like three years older. Yeah, Daryl, don't dare! Don't speak for the rest of us. Some of us here might yeah. want to be our <laughs> teachers, <laughs> especially ones that look like Keistus. Oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah. that's probably just a sign of me being single for way too long. <laughs> when you look back <laughs> on Final Fantasy VIII character what-ifs, you're oh, like, oh, yeah. I so would have gone for her. <laughs> so what about you, I don't, Daryl? I don't know who my favorite is. Um, I was going to just say something really stupid, like Norg. <laughs> so because he's like, he, I think he's got to be the most random character of probably of any Final Fantasy game, because it's just like, oh, by the way, we just got this big fat dude sitting below the garden <laughs> controlling everything. <laughs> Hey, it could be. It could be like I don't know. Like nobody I know ever picks. So what was her name? Uh, Sophie, right? Selfie. Selfie. Like nobody. So ever you picks didn't even her. remember her name properly. It, well, exactly. It's like I don't need to remember her. She's not. And important. she's from that garden that no one cares about. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she goes to school with Squall, and um, then she gets into Kingdom Hearts somehow. Then we she gets out and goes back to school. Yeah, she's got an interesting timeline. I did love Fuja. That's that was her Fujin. name. Fujin. Sorry. I was going to say, when Fujin. did Kuji get a twin brother? Sorry. Fujin. Sorry. It's been a long time since they played oh, the game. If there, I'm were sorry. T- if there were, t- if there were two, uh, like, Fujis, like, not Fujis. Gosh dang it, now I got a sick of my head. Fujin and Fujin Fujin Kuja would be the best twin villains in Final Fantasy ever. It's Fujin Kujin. Okay, Fujin Kujin. No, anyway. it's Fujin and Raijin. We need, that, we need. Oh my god, what the heck is <laughs> wrong with me? Okay. We need anyways, fan art right now anyways, of all those. I love that. I love that uh, she. I love that she just had like one word answers for everything. What if you just said footed and rooted? I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just all sorts of terrible at the moment. Oh well. Well, wait, I you guess. Did... Um, what's it? What's it, what's all of your guys' opinion on the battle system? Because that's always kind of like a big point of controversy. Well, I was actually going to go on to this because I've got a whole section in the outline to about favorite parts, and I'm actually going to say it's one of my favorite parts of the, wow. of the game because Good. I, I. I thought the material system in Final Fantasy VII was quite simple, but it, like it, it was deep if you wanted to like take it that take it all into there because obviously like when you put the material on it, like changes your stats around all this stuff and depending on what you do, you different setups. I thought the junction system was just so much more detailed, and I I still don't understand how people don't get it. Mm-hmm. I think but it's I the whole experience thing is what confuses people. Well, yeah, because it's like a thousand experience for every level, and like it never gets harder to level up really, but. Like I just think that like the junctioning concept. I know people have criticisms about it because you could, like, when you're in a, a, a fighting an enemy, you just spend your entire time drawing off them, and that's entirely unrealistic. But still, I I think like because it, it it promoted you to think more about what you were going to do. Because if you started using magic in battles, it would make you worse, like mm. l- like noticeably worse. Which I thought was actually a really good concept, and like the fact that you um, like could make yourself immune, how you could make yourself immune to things, or like if you um, used uh, earth magic or uh, like water magic or something, then you could start absorbing it. I just thought the way it was all done was really clever. Yeah, I was a bit hmm. too young, too young to sort of make an opinion, an educated opinion on the. You're on never the too gameplay. young for opinions. No matter how I wrong just, they can be. You know what? At that point, in like when I was playing games, I just sort of played them. I never really had any trouble with Final Fantasy VIII. So like, when people tell me that they did have problems with it, I was just kind of like, eh, I just played it. 
I beat it when I was six. I beat it when I was like. Yeah. I, I assume you were just playing with the strategy guide right next to your nose the whole time. No, I didn't even no no strategy guide, just nothing, just playing it, just ex- enjoying the experience. If I died, like I did, I did die a lot during the Raijin and Fujin fight. That one was hard. Which for one? Me. The one where you go um, to Balam. Oh, uh, the one. Was wait, it the one where Kuja like, shows up randomly? <laughs> no, it was the one, the one inside the, the hotel. Yeah, the one in the beginning. Yeah. Was that the one? That was in, that was in the it, it was. It was like, was like disc one. Disc. No, it wasn't. Disc, disc three was like in the Doomsday Tower thing. Man, all four of those what? discs. So epic. How, ma- how many of you guys Luna, actually... No, um, Luna, Luna, Lunatic Pandora, that's the one. That was <laughs> how, like the one near the end. How many, uh, I guess, did either of you two ever like... I don't know, like, when I first got the game, I played it for a bit, I saved, and then I was like, what happens if I put in disc four? Like, I imagine, like, there's a new game for each disc, and of course, like, my brain wouldn't be like, oh yeah, it would it would obviously carry over the save data, so you need it. No, it'd be like, no, there's a new story for each disc. <laughs> so, like, I started up, and it's like, where's your save data for uh, the for disc three? It's like, I don't even, I'm not even on disc two yet. Yeah. But that, that, that would um... make it so interesting if, like, you could be like, yeah, I'd be Final Fantasy. Especially because, like, with some of the games, like Final Fantasy VII, the third disc is, like, five hours long, if that. Mm. Like you could like like if you did that, it would make them ridiculously short, and you'd be like, "Well, Final Fantasy VII, you're, you start out with a team of unbeatable soldiers for no reason at all, and <laughs> defeat white-haired man, and some chick named Aerith died." <laughs> well, wait, wasn't Final Fantasy VIII? Wasn't the fourth disc of Final Fantasy VIII just the castle? I, I could have sworn that was like just the castle. I seriously, it, it all just—it's like one disc for me now. I don't awesome. even like remember like the what castle. any of them was. Castle. That's disc four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like she was saying, it's just disc four. No, I said disc four. The fourth disc. Well, it's not just that, no, because you can go into the world still. Oh, him. Because that's how you do the Chocobo stuff. Yeah. But I meant, like, just in the sense that that's the only, like, storyline that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, really, it's, you can just, well, what I did was I just went. I just went, and I was just Well, to to get out is actually a pain in the ass. Like. Oh, yeah. And, like, going after poo-poo. Yeah. Which sounds wrong, but they yeah. I was, just, I was just like imagining what that would look like, <laughs> just like just like they're all just chasing down like just like poo down the hall. Come back, <laughs> gross, <laughs> Mister Hanky, the Christmas poop. Oh, uh, that would make Final Fantasy VIII way too funny then. Oh my gosh! But like, what, what were some of your other favorite parts uh, with the game? I mean, like uh, just stuff like how the battle system was actually interactive. Yeah, I love. I, think I love the whole R one thing. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, that like, was really cool. And the, and the limit breaks as well, where you actually had to do something. Yeah, the limit breaks were really, really cool in Final Fantasy VIII. I really liked Squall's final one. and um, Oh, yeah, well, I don't know if anybody else liked the liked Renoa's dog, but I liked Renoa's dog. Angelo. Yeah. I I actually kind of cheated a bit on Final Fantasy VIII, because I had one of those, um, I had one of those unofficial pads, so I had Turbo oh. Fire. So on when you whenever you did a summon, you know you had to like press select and then recover the, the, the boost bar. Mm-hmm. I could just get that to two fifty every time. Hey Daryl, how did you that pumpkin naughty taste? Boy. It's good, especially when you did on Eden because Eden just did like mega damage. Oh. You naughty 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 boy. Well, if you didn't do that, like it, trying to get out to two hundred and fifty by spamming the button was yeah. just so hard. If you didn't do it, you'd have to play the game like it was meant to be played, Daryl. It's not like that no. was the only way to beat it. I'd what? say, <laughs> but I'd say my my favorite part of like just playing the game was definitely the ending 
when you go into the fight where they start playing maybe I'm a lion with I think them. that was definitely the most one of the most epic endings because I remember getting right to the end and I I went in there with Squall at level 100 and Renara at level 100 and, and I think Zell was kind of around there but everyone else was like level 15 because I'd never used them. <laughs> I don't and think I I've just... ever actually beaten a Final Fantasy game before like the ending where every, like at least one person was 100. That's really weird. Yeah, I, I usually I usually don't bother. I, just for those two because it was really easy to get to 100 in Final Fantasy 8. Yeah. But like I, I just went in there and um, I, even though it was the end boss I'm one of those people that never uses resources. So like I, I refuse to use any magic whatsoever, like what? even aura, just because I'm like, well, I might need it later because I wasn't sure if it was the end boss or not. Your yeah, lo- you never... your logic for playing Final Fantasy games is so out there. I never use potions ever. He's he's a strange bird, trust me. Yeah, the only time I ever used an item in Final Fantasy was when I was fighting a mega because I figured like if I'm not using it here, then when the hell am I going to use it? <laughs> Although really, oh if you think about it, that's a pretty epic way to play because that means he's playing it to the fullest of his abilities hardcore although hardcore. i i have actually it's not really cheating but i have hacked a cop i have hacked my copy of final fantasy 8 once mm. and that was only Ooh. to check out Game the shock. that was only to check out the chocobo stuff for the little playstation mini thing oh yeah boko i actually like i actually imported one of them like it was like <laughs> it was like three bucks <laughs> like I got one, I got one sent to me, and it was like, "All right, what are we missing out on?" And then I realized soon after, not much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I went yeah. to the I went to the fight, and um, obviously, like she she picks characters at random first of all, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh crap!" Like because she pulled out Squall and then two really low level characters, and like it's okay if you get um, like two two or three of the high level characters together because you can just kind of do the whole fight with them. But if you've got one character that's trying to carry the other two, he can't heal himself and still do other stuff. And they can't do anything because they're useless. So I ended up, I got to the final form and I'd been doing the fight for like a good 25 minutes at that point. And um, it ended up, I I was literally just left with Squall and Renoa against the final form. And um, they were just kind of holding on. I think like one of them had revive and one of them had recover. And it was just kind of like really hanging in there because she does the move that takes you down to one health as well. And yeah. I think the first time I did it, I failed. And then and then the second time, I was just like, no, I can do this. I can do this. And then the fight took so long that it got to the ending. And then the ending's like really long as well. And oh I, gosh, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't watch it because I had to go out. Oh, so no. I had to do it all again another time. Oh, no. Uh, it was the game getting you back for all those times you've cheated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a really long ending because, like, there's there's the whole like thing where they're looking for each other, and then there's squalls. I don't know where I am, but I'm gonna find you, Renault. I'm gonna find you. And then there's like, <laughs> the first I? ending, the first cinematic ending, well, which you, is all weird. You've got the whole bit with Ultima Seer as well, like passing on her powers. Yeah, yes, the sorceress. Um, then there's Squall being lost on the moon. And then dreaming about Renoa with her face hacked off, and then um, that part was that part like was creepy. Oh my god, it gives me nightmares. Weird music playing as well and everything. Yeah, yeah. The giving even Nobuo Uematsu true credit. Here are your here are your amazing songs, sir. I've done and <laughs> distant worlds too, performed by the Down Syndrome Orchestra. <laughs> oh. Hey, that's not nice. Oh, I yeah, I didn't do it. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I thought the um, I thought the ending was great, especially like, cause, like the video camera bit, and it's just like it added that extra dimension that like I'd never really seen in the game before. I mean, we still like, haven't really. Yeah, because it was like it was making a story inside the story of just like they're just mucking around, and it's like games don't muck around; they're serious. <laughs> uh, man, there's so many aspects of Final Fantasy. I wish they, cause like we've gone back to certain systems or maybe like story like story tropes but we've like Final Fantasy is like it almost seems like a kind of one and done deal like we've mm. never really had any form of the battle system ever again even though probably just for the most part that there are more people who don't like it than do mm. yeah I feel like the characters had a lot more levels in Final Fantasy 8 I like, guess I mean, what, what this Irvine. is really getting at is I want 8 too yeah, I know. I I definitely am. It doesn't right have to be long. There. It just has to be a ten minute. It could ju- it could just be a man sitting in a chair explaining what the real ending is. Is school dead? Yeah, that's all yeah. he has to say, and then he could leave. Did Zell finally choke on that hot dog? <laughs> they just did. Is school dead? Well, I'm just gonna give you a short story explaining it, and at the end it'll be to be continued. Oh, a DLC oh, coming God. soon, guys. And like the when you go huh. to buy the DLC, you just see a hot dog, and you just know, you just know. Oh. How on earth did Sid bag a babe like Maytron? How? Definitely, just, definitely not like Robin those, Williams. It's like Steven Seagal making his own things and having hot babes. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just the way it has to be. See, for a second, I thought you were going to say, it's like how Steven Seagal is a sheriff, which is almost <laughs> as unbelievable. <laughs> because he is a sheriff, what the heck, America? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. And he drives tanks into people. <sighs> you obviously have never seen Steven Seagal lawman, then have you? Darryl? Oh, I have. What? I have. Nah. Uh, it's a great gosh. show. So whenever people are like, Daryl, why are you so busy all the time? Shush, Steven Seagal Lawman's on. Mm-hmm. Are they, they're, I think they're doing season two. Oh, God. Only you would yeah. know that. Only you would be like, yep, season two coming out. I'm looking forward to it. I bet you are. <laughs> oh, wow. I, bet, yeah, I, bet, I bet you were anticipating uh, in Expendables 2 like, like no one else. But he's not in it. Oh, yeah, he's for the third one, though. Oh god, there's gonna be a third one? Yeah, Nicolas Cage already said he's gonna do it. And it's like, how have you not been in it already, Nicolas Cage? Oh my oh, god. Dear. Well, anyway, I was actually gonna ask you guys what your least favorite parts are, but I, I'm still gonna ask you that, but you've gotta sum it up in about two minutes. Okay, Lauren, you go. Mm-hmm. I'll go first because Lauren's yeah. still thinking. <laughs> my least favorite part was the card system because once you spread that wrong rule, it was just so, like the random rule. Why? <laughs> Why does that exist? And, like, getting rid of the rules was such a pain in the ass. Hmm. Oh, my well, gosh. my least favorite part, and this is actually something that caused me not to play Final Fantasy VIII for a good year or so, even though it's my favorite game. <laughs> but um, I love you, but I hate I, you. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, could not find Elone's ship. <laughs> What the F? I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere for the ship. I went to all these, like, creepy places that I didn't know, where I couldn't access storylines, where everybody was just kind of looking at me like, you're not supposed to be here yet. And I'm just kind of like, I can't find a lone ship. And I finally found it. But I was just so angry and just frustrated, and I just wanted to beat it, and I was just, uh, I was just, from the makers of Wonder Woman's vehicles comes a lone ship. Yeah, exactly. Gary Spencer. My my least favorite part definitely is V. I don't remember the name of it. It was some random item that you got that if you started, it asked you like a million times before. It's like, are you sure you want to use this item? Probably, uh, was it the Heroes, Heroes Dream? Yes, that was it. 
and then uh, it sends you to a boss fight that maybe you can. Oh no, that's, that was that's the Diablos. Lamp. Yeah, Diablos. Yeah, okay. that was the lamp. Yeah, that, and finding like, that out for the first story. time when I'm like level eight. I've only oh played gosh. Final Fantasy VIII like probably like five times right now. I always die at that part though. I like, did. I, I did the exact same thing though. I didn't in my know mind, I never think happen. about it. It's like I'm I'm ready for anything. I'm level sixteen. I can take on the world. I know. I was just like, I was just like, well, why is it asking me all? This? Oh, that's why. And you just one hit all of my characters. Yeah, that that that's nice. And I didn't save before. That, oh, of course, so that would just be a logical conclusion to do that I before know. a boss fight. I didn't realize it was a boss fight. I was yes. totally tricked. I was just like golden that's lamp. That's the whole point. That's not even a, that's not even a boss fight. That's just a a licking. It gives you a nice rough licking, and you don't even I want it. I was just like. Am I gonna get like the genie from like Aladdin to come out or something? Am I gonna get a special thing? It all, it all, it all comes back to Robin true. Williams in the end. It does. Robin Williams should be in Final Fantasy VIII. Oh you. no, no, please. Okay, well that sums up our uh, experiences with Final Fantasy VIII. We hope you enjoyed listening to us ramble on about different stuff that we experienced, and maybe you shared some of the same experiences as uh, when you were playing the game for the first time as well. Oh, that maybe. can be our burning question. Should no. there be more Robin Williams in Final Fantasy games? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually going to be it. It's going to be the burning question slash answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very decisive so, um, week. So Spencer's actually picked out the music for this episode. Uh, if you probably noticed, he was talking quite a lot earlier about Final Fantasy fourteen Part 2, which is not actually what it's called, but... That's what all the cool kids are calling it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Final Fantasy fourteen Version 2. There we go. 2.0. Reborn. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a remix from Final Fantasy XIV, and it's a remix of the battle music called Desert Moon Defied, and it's done by a YouTube user called Hokinawa? Hokiwa? Something. He's something. Hokiniwa. Yeah. Which is H-A-C-O-N-I-W-A. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed listening to that. The mm-hmm. next episode of Final Fantasy Unit is scheduled to release on the 25th of September. And then... Then my birthday will be on that day afterwards. <laughs> ah, Hopefully, there you go. maybe I don't know. So anybody who uh, said happy birthday to Spencer <laughs> yeah, today it, on Facebook. If anyone said happy birthday to me before September twenty first, you're not my real friend. Yeah, you get out of here. I'm go sorry. back to Dragon Quest ten. Don't want you here. <laughs> But anyway, you can subscribe to this podcast on the iTunes store if you just search for Final Fantasy. We're the number one show, and hopefully we'll always be the number one show. And of course, you can catch every episode on FinalFantasyNews.com along with all our Final Fantasy news coverage. Hopefully there will be some after the 25th anniversary shindig. Yes. Fingers crossed. So Spencer, do you, uh, I believe you want to do a little bit of a plug? I would love to plug something right now. Uh, if you guys enjoy listening to me, but probably it's more Lauren than me, um, as well as Melissa from Taylor's Union and Will from the forums, aka Varnus, we actually run a bit of a side podcast called the Persona Podcast because that's the most original name we could think of at the moment, and it's yeah, all it's about a and it's all about Persona games. So if you are any, or if you're a fan of them or have no idea about the Persona games or just want to check them out, you can find us on iTunes. Just search up the Persona Podcast or Persona Podcast. We're number one now. So yeah. yeah, and you can also find a like I guess read about it if you want at personapodcast.blogspot.com. And that sounds like you have some tough competition. We we, we do. <laughs> they haven't updated in a year. We're we're really giving them a run for our money. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, uh, it's time for you guys to say goodbye now, so if you wouldn't mind doing the honors. Bye-bye. I forgot what the Pink Ranger would say. Um, she just do some gymnastics, and that will be it. Gymnastics! Away! <laughs> and I'm Dara saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and finalfantasyunion.com production.